Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. So this is going to be the pretty much very first episode, like official episode of Talking with Titans. And it is a new podcast from our Cal State Fullerton Titan Orientation Programs, and it is hosted by all of our very own student staff. This podcast is specifically designed to help answer and address any of your thoughts and questions that you may have on your mind as you enter the school year, and it's all from a student's perspective. So I'm one of your hosts, Tavia Bentley. And I am your second host, Brittany Cook. And today we're going to be learning a bit more about parking and transportation on campus. And we have Sasha, who is a representative from the parking and transportation department on campus. And we'll have our three wonderful orientation leaders, Jack, Andrea, and Roxanne, um, interviewing them today. Thank you for handing it off, Brittany. Um, and thank you, Sasha, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, so first question, just really basic. Um, what is your role with parking and transportation? Hi guys, I'm excited to be here. My name is Sasha. I'm communication specialist for the Parking and Transportation Services Department. So one more explanation. Basically, I do all of the outreach. So if we were on campus, I would be talking to you guys and giving you the presentation and sharing updates that we have, and I also handle our social media and our parking website. Awesome, so it sounds really good that you're here to join us today. <laughs> so um, just to follow up to that, like what are some resources that new incoming students need to know? Well, we have, all of our services are available online. I wanted to stress mm -hmm. that. Um, our parking lo office lobby is currently closed to in-person transactions, so we recommend checking online first. Our website mm -hmm. is parking.edu. Um, one of the big things is permits are required to park on campus and permits are required Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are selling the semester permits for fall, I believe August 4th online, you can get it through our website and daily permits are also available. So whenever you're ready, you can purchase those and then you would just print the temporary permit place on your dashboard, then when you get the physical one in the mail, you can replace it. Um, and again, we offer all these services online. And um, just because the, um, you know, fall semester in person isn't really um, guaranteed, what is the price going to lower or will it stay the same as previous semesters? No, the price is actually 334 It started... Okay this year so this fall be 334 and that's actually because the parking organization is not funded by the university fees and we only generate revenue from parking permits so we built that new parking structure to support this demand of the parking demand um so those funds have to come from parking permits so those fees were already in line so we can't lower the cost of the parking permit Okay, that's real. That's something that's um, really important to know. So thank you so much for um, answering that. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some alternative transportation options for students to utilize if driving isn't something they prefer or something they can't do? We offer a lot of options, which is really exciting. Um, one of the big ones we have is we are working with Waze Carpool. We started this last fall and it's a way for students to form carpool groups because we don't really have a way of matching the students. So this is a great way where they can input their information, where they're coming from, 
what days they're going to be on campus, what times, and then ways will match them. And then it's really cool because it's all up to the people using it. Um, so it's not a commitment. So it's really flexible. Um, and I love, I love the program. So that's all available on our website, parking.fullerton.edu slash carpool. Um, we also offer a discounted bus pass available on any OCTA bus. It's a semester long pass. And then we also work with Metrolink to provide students with a 25% off student discount that they would just buy on the Metrolink website. And then also new, I believe we started it last fall as well, are zip cars. So if students, you know, don't want to bring their vehicle, maybe these are resident students who live on campus and don't own a car, want to bring their car, um, they don't need to because we offer cars. We have two actually right outside of the resident hall, like the housing. Um, they can sign up online, zipcar.com slash CSUF. And it's, they're amazing. You just rent them. You can rent them by the hour, by the day. All gas and insurance is included. So it's, it's really convenient for those that don't have a car on campus. Wow, those sound like really good options. Like, <laughs> even I, I didn't even know about some of them myself. Yeah, so. <laughs> so definitely really important information to know. Um, are there any involvement opportunities that students should look out for involving transportation and parking? We, we don't have any um, positions open for student assistance. Um, what else would you re be referring to as far as involvement? Um, maybe just maybe, um, jobs that students can do or uh, things like that. Community service options. I don't think we actually have any. So for sure, we are not um, hiring student assistants in the fall. Um, so that's something that, that you guys can check on maybe for the spring semester. Community service, I actually don't know, but that's a great question that I can follow up with. Um, but I'm not sure about community service. That's totally okay. But um, I'm sure students can go to the parking and transportation website mm -hmm. if they have any more questions about that kind of thing. Yes. Okay, and last question, is there any information that we didn't cover in these questions that you want students to know about parking and transportation? I think just reach out. Um, we are people and we are here to help. If you have questions, we are always more than happy to answer whatever questions you have. Um, we can help students plan their commute if they wanna reach out. Um, sometimes it can be like the Waze carpool, it's so cool, but there's some steps you have to get through. So if you need help, just give us a call. We can walk you through it. So again, the parking website's the first, um, like the best bet because we have all the information there, but you can also call us at 657-278-3082. Um, and you can also follow us on social media. If you message, you'll actually be talking to me and I'm happy to help you. And we are at CSUFPTS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But just, I want to reiterate that we're all here for you guys, and we want to make sure that you have all the information that you need to make the best decision. So please reach out. That sounds amazing, Sasha. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. It was amazing to have you with us, and we hope to have you back sometime in the future. Oh, yes, this was fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Recording. Go ahead. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Once again, I'm Talvia Bentley. And I'm Brittany Cook. And now that we're back, we're talking with housing and residential engagement. So if our orientation leaders want to introduce themselves, <laughs> our guests, and take it away from there. Hi, everybody. My name is Jack. I am a uh, going to the third year here at Cal State Fullerton. I'm a biology major, and I'm really excited to be here. 
Hi everyone, my name is Roxana Salazar, but everyone calls me Roxy. I'm going into my second year as a biological sciences major, and I'm also very excited to be here. Hello everyone, my name is Andrea Casillas. I am going to be a second year and I major in communications, and I'm very excited to be here. And today here we have Holly, um, who is a part of Housing and Residential Engagement. So thank you for being here, Holly. We really appreciate it. So um, we have a couple questions for you that we're hoping that you can answer. One of them, I think one of the most important ones is, um, what are the differences gonna be in housing this upcoming fall and spring because of the current situation going on right now? Yeah, well, so first and foremost, thanks for having me today. And I'm really uh, happy to be here and to represent my department um, and try to make things as clear as possible to students that are interested in coming to Cal State Fullerton and potentially housing with us in the fall. Um, so uh, once again, thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, my name is Holly Alba. I'm the Senior Coordinator for Administration and Conference Services um, with Housing and Residential Engagement. And um, just, I guess, a little bit of background. I'm actually relatively new to Cal State Fullerton myself. So I started last September. I'll be here for just a year this September, but I've spent about 11 years working in housing at a variety of institutions um, and other Southern California institutions as well. So I have a lot of different backgrounds, um, but still learning a lot about Fullerton myself. So I'm really happy to share with potential students that are gonna be new as well. So in terms of things that are gonna be a little different, I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit today about all the different services that we want to provide for students. And obviously going into this fall, um, we're really focused on how do we continue to provide good services to our students um, to support their academic and social wellness um, while also staying safe knowing that COVID-19 is still a very real um, issue and a very real threat that we're working with. So I think some things to be aware of is um, obviously we're working with some reduced occupancy. So typically we would be housing um, about 1,100 first-year students in our traditional residence hall communities and another 800 students in our apartment communities. But knowing that our traditional residence halls are higher occupancy and have more people sharing a smaller amount of space, we're looking at reducing um, the use of those buildings for now and waiting until we get more clearance from local and state health authorities to utilize those higher occupancy buildings. So for right now, we're looking at using uh, less space, having less students in, um, in our residence uh, facilities, and making sure that we do have, when we do house people, that we're giving it people enough space to be able to um, socially distance appropriately. So I think things are primarily gonna be very different this fall um, as we look at that safety component and we're gonna just have less people. Um, but the overall goal for the staff as we prepare for fall and kind of work through those changes is how do we continue to provide good services via um, customer service in our offices, mailroom operations, as well as um, program offerings and social engagement opportunities, which will probably primarily be virtual or passive. Um, and we still have a resident advisor team of student assistants that are going to be ready to welcome students and to show support um, via after hours on call responsibilities um, to maintain safety and security in the in the offices as well. So I think there's a lot that we're trying to make as consistent as possible while just making sure that all the offerings we have are safe. Um, so it, it that does mean, like I said, some reduced um, kind of, I guess, density in our buildings, as well as modified programs and events and things like that. So we don't have a firm plan of exactly what will and won't be offered or kind of what social opportunities there will be available because we're just going to roll with the punches about, um, you know, where we are in August and then September and kind of play things by ear as we go. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely important to keep in mind like the safety of the students and the people who are going to be on campus. Um, so can you tell us more about the, um, sorry, rewriting, okay. Um, can you tell us more about housing at Cal State Fullerton as in like the difference between the residential halls and the apartments and um, study rooms, think communities, things like that? Yeah, of course. Um, so our traditional residence hall facilities that I talked about are typically where we would house first year students. And so these buildings were put up in um, about 2011, so they're still relatively new. Um, they are LEED Platinum buildings, just meaning that they are top notch when it comes to um, environmental impact. They're all um, uh, equipped with full air conditioning that's uh, customizable in each room as well as heating. Um, and they are small kind of wings of rooms that are all double and triple occupancy that have shared restrooms for about every 10 to 12 students. So some um, traditional kind of shared restroom style buildings. Um, each floor in the residence halls also have a, um, what we call active and passive rooms. Passive rooms are kind of your traditional study room where there's maybe some whiteboards, uh, table, chairs, and those are designated quiet spaces for study. Um, and then our active rooms are a little bigger. They have a television, um, typically an Alexa to play music, and then some kind of activity table, whether that's foosball or pool. Um, and our students can check out equipment from our front desk area to be able to play pool and things like that in the areas. Um, so that's what I meant when I said like, Obviously, some of those services are going to be impacted while we're focusing on social distancing. But once we get back up and running, um, those are the kind of full um, services that are available in our residence hall facilities. Um, and that's typically where first year students would live. And then there are the apartments So we have double and single occupancy apartment buildings. Um, and typically, those are used for continuing students once again. We're not in typical times, but um, that's where our international students, transfer students, um, and any continuing students beyond their first year would be typically living in those apartment buildings. We also have, um, I think a common question I get is often laundry. So we do have shared laundry services. Um, there are two very large laundry rooms that um, students can use either one, and um, they can utilize laundry via any kind of debit or credit card just for ease. So they don't have to load any particular um, currency onto any other card. They can um, wash laundry as normal and they're very large, very nice facilities that are, that are part of that too. Um, I think another question I get pretty frequently is um, theme communities. So we do have what's called theme halls or theme living communities. Um, and these are, uh, groups of students that either match a particular theme that they're interested in or a particular major or college that they're a part of. So most of our theme communities are based on college. Um, so students can get sorted into, uh, based on their major and based on their eligibility, sorted into a, a hall or a floor where most of their neighbors will be studying something similar to them or at least in the same college. So um, we believe really firmly that in engaging students in an academic environment in which they can meet peers and um, compare notes for homework and things like that is especially helpful for first-year students. And so that's a high priority for us as well to make sure that they can engage with each other in an academic environment as well. So being communities are very important for us um, as well in our typical operations. Thank you for that. All right, um, you've covered a lot of really good resources um, for students that um, have lived on campus and will live on campus in the, fu um, the future. 
Um, do you guys provide um, any resources for um, students that live specifically um, on campus or? Do you mean off campus? Off campus, yeah, I'm sorry. My I got you, no, sorry, I was following your question. Um, so yes, uh, a little bit. So I think one of the uh, resources that off-campus students can um, utilize in addition to on-campus students is our dining services with the gastronome. So all of our students living on campus are required to have a meal plan, um, but our gastronome dining facility does not restrict its services just to on-campus students. So if off-campus students are visiting campus and want to stop by for a bite to eat and take advantage of the all-you-care-to-eat dining facility on campus, they can do so and just pay with any form of payment that they want to, or they can also purchase a small uh, meal plan as well if they find that convenient and don't want to worry about commuting with with meals all the time. I think another important resource um, for students to know about and it's a partnership we have with Tuffy's Basic Needs is um, if we do have students that are in need or experiencing food or housing insecurity we do partner very closely with housing uh, with Tuffy's Basic Needs to be able to provide emergency housing if necessary. So it's not something that students would need to contact our office particularly they go through Tuffy's Basic Needs first but I think that's a really important resource for students that we have who are in need of those services. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and what are some options for students to be involved here um, with uh, the housing and residential engagement? Yeah, so this is my favorite question because I got my start working in housing because as a student living in the residence halls myself about, I don't want to date myself, but about 10 years ago, I, uh, I got involved in some student leadership opportunities through housing that really kind of sparked my interest in, in doing this full time and working. So I think some good opportunities for students to be aware of is we have a group called the Resident Service Association or RSA. Um, and that's a group of student leaders that um, they can volunteer. It's a volunteer student leadership position, um, but we have a president, a vice president, and several other executive board members that work with a small committee of students who live in the residence halls and in our apartments to um, do special initiatives for our communities. So um, they are very self-driven. They have an advisor that's another full-time member, uh, full-time staff member on our team, and they really lead a lot of the um, programmatic I guess endeavors in our buildings as well as serve as an advocacy board for the experience of students in our communities. So that's really important. Um, we also have what's called the National Residence Hall Honorary. Um, so NRHH, they honor and recognize the top 1% of students just academically and socially living within uh, communities residential communities across the nation. So I was actually involved in NRHH when I was a student in Iowa, and there's also a chapter on our campus. And so they partner really closely with our resident student association to host programs, but NRHH also focuses a lot on service. And so if students want to get involved in service or volunteerism, that's another great organization to be a part of. Um, we also, housing happens to be a very large employer of students on campus. So uh, we have resident advisors who are live-in staff members who help with security and um, those social and academic needs for um, 
for our residents, as well as we employ office assistants and other student assistants to help with the administrative side of housing as well. So I actually directly supervise our office assistant team. And in a typical year, we have about 30 office assistants who help with mail operations and our meeting room setups and things like that. So um, housing takes a lot of different hands to really run smoothly. So um, we're really happy to provide a lot of those leadership and employment opportunities for our students as well. All right, that sounds like those sound like really amazing opportunities that our students can take advantage of. And um, our last question is, um, is there any information that we didn't perhaps cover in the interview that you want students to um, know for this upcoming semester or for the future in general? Yeah, I, I think a good thing to know, and this is something that I've learned not only in my experience as a student living on campus, but as a professional, as I transitioned into being a professional as well, is um, it can definitely be intimidating to move out on your own for the first time and to be navigating that environment. And we're in an environment now where obviously there's a lot more that is very tricky and we're focused right now on housing students that are going to need housing regardless of whether um, classes are in person or online. So making sure that we're focusing on that um, not only eligibility for housing, but also need. And so I know that a lot of the students who are going to be listening to this are um, trying to consider not only is housing right for them, but is housing going to be a good resource for them as they navigate their um, first year of, of college. And so I think a, my advice for you would be um, advocate for yourself and what your needs are. Don't be afraid to contact our office. I know it can be really scary to pick up a phone. You might not know exactly what questions you want to ask or exactly how to ask it, we have a full team of very experienced full-time staff. Many of our staff also were students at Cal State Fullerton, so they know the experience of being a student and also then navigating this other side of being staff as well. We only want to help, so reach out to us if you have questions um, and, and don't hesitate to advocate for those needs that you have because that's our, that's our entire job is trying to make sure that we meet those needs. All right. Um, thank you for coming to our podcast. Um, thank you for your time and for giving out information so that our incoming students can know. And um, we can't wait to have you back in the future. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. All right, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today and learning a bit more about parking transportation as well as resident life and engagement. And stay tuned for our Teal Titan segment. Yes, so next week we're actually gonna have our pro staff on. We're gonna get a little get to know them and what they wanna do with our Titan orientation program. So please tune in, we'll see you again next week. All right, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and getting a bit more information on parking and transportation as well as housing and residential engagement. And also a huge thank you to our orientation leaders for uh, putting this all together as well. Thank Bye you everyone. So much. You did great. <laughs> all righty, and little last but not least, make sure to tune in next week for a little get to know on our pro staff that run our Titan orientation program. And also tune in to Tea with Titans. It goes live every Wednesday. Thank you all so much. Bye.